Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back. This week we're talking all about intuitive movement, a little bit of an introduction if you don't know what it is, and some common questions answered. So with that, we will start. So whether you've always loved movement, exercise, or you've set yourself a new challenge, it's something new that you've discovered, it's really easy to go all in and end up really overwhelmed or even run down, injured, etc. So how do you move intuitively? Make sure you have enough rest days, feel like you're working towards a goal, but without going overboard or entering into that slightly obsessive mentality, which is really easy to when you start moving. Hopefully, intuitive movement can help. So first things first, if you train, exercise, move, think of yourself like an athlete if that helps, or whatever framing that helps you feel that that movement style is valid, and it's not to do with your body and how it looks but how it moves so just like intuitive eating we got to move away from weight loss and body modification as it were as the goal so although your body may change with movement that is not the focus you're not trying to lose weight you're not trying to punish yourself focus on calories you're focusing on how movement makes you feel satisfaction is the goal just like with intuitive eating so we take weight loss off the table and we focus on those internal signals instead when it comes to movement so we're shifting that focus So with that, ask yourself, if the movement you were doing had no effect on the way your body looked, would you still be doing it? And if the answer is no, what would you be doing instead? So first things first, what is intuitive movement? So intuitive movement has no set definition, but it's basically listening to internal cues when it comes to movement, letting that guide what you choose to do, how long you choose to move for, the style of movement, etc, etc. So it's focusing on internal rather than external factors. And it's focusing on what you think feels best for you rather than what you should, quote unquote, do. And the sorts of benefits to eating intuitively. Ultimately, it puts you in control of your movement and it's empowering to know you are doing what's best for your body and you're listening to that instinct. It removes the shame and guilt of avoiding a workout. Part of the process is you avoid workouts when you don't feel like it, you're not feeling great, you don't feel like that would be the best movement for you. No guilt, no shame, you're listening to your body. Satisfaction is the goal, so no more running on a treadmill if you hate it, but you feel like you should be doing cardio or should be doing something. It allows you to explore more ways of moving, whether it's having that varied list of these are all the things I love to do that I can choose from whenever I would like, or you're actively seeking out new ways to move and things you enjoy. It allows you to, hopefully, encourage, hopefully, (laughs) it allows you to explore other ways of moving that aren't set workouts. According to the Blue Zones company, and Blue Zones are areas, regions in the world where apparently you live longer on average, they don't really work out in the way we think about it. They are gardening, they are doing things around the house, they are moving more at work it's not a workout it's not a run it's not a set thing it's just moving as part of their life moving on from that um starting with the pros and cons of a plan now i 
personally enjoy quite a lot of running and if you have a goal 5k 10k marathon whatever chances are you've probably got a plan to build up to it and i'll use running as the example because it's the most clear one with a plan and i personally follow it loosely i choose one with room for movement i take it into account and i edit as needed plans allow structured sessions they allow me actually sometimes to rein it in if i feel amazing full of energy but my plan says you're only going to run for 10 minutes and it's going to be super easy pace don't want you pushing it it's actively pulling me back from overexerting myself so it can be useful in that sense it allows me to have that structure and see exactly what i should be doing in a week however however it's easy to become super focused on the plan and not take into account life factors stress fatigue illness injury and i follow quite a few people pages on Instagram with running and they're always talking about oh it's run season when I don't go out for dinner with my friends because I'm running early all that sort of thing and it's very much a, a choice from you of what the priority is and what you're willing to give up but intuitive movement is not about the 12-week plan or the eight-week plan it's about how you're going to move for the rest of your life and how that will change and how it feels in your body so maybe you can skip all your social activities for a couple of months and that's fine but can you do that long term and if not Maybe you need to reevaluate and take a step back and adjust the timeline. As with all things intuitive, it's about moving away from all or nothing and into that grey area. So it's not a strict plan or no plan. It's I'm going to take this 12 week plan I found on the Internet. I'm going to adjust it. I'm going to alter it. I'm going to stretch it out. I'm going to take more rest days or I'm going to say rather than running on a Monday, Wednesday, I'll put it down for Monday. If I don't feel great, it's on a Tuesday. If I still don't feel great, it's on a Wednesday. It's about moving things and how they work with you which leads us on to rest days so with rest days you want to think of your body like an engine or a battery you wouldn't want to be running something while it's on empty that light is blinking on the car you wouldn't head out on a long journey but we'll push our th- ourselves through a hit workout really intense workout when we're not feeling great because we feel like it's something we should do we don't want to take too many rest days but Rest days reduce your injury risk, allow your muscles to rest and recover, can improve your sleep and actually can improve your performance. So if you take more rest days, you could perform better because your body has that rested state and it gives you a little bit of a mental rest as well. Some signs that you might need a rest day are you're tired and not just a little bit, you're really fatigued. Everyone knows that feeling in their own body. It's slightly different for everyone of when you're not just tired in terms of lack of sleep, you are fatigued everything feels a little harder you are just tired and this can also happen when you're under fueling so as well as a rest day coupling this with taking in a little bit more nutrition can also help see the benefits second thing that you might need a rest day is that you're feeling sore way after you've moved or worked out so muscle soreness generally lasts one to three days post workout with that varying person to person but it should go down so it should be worse maybe the day after and then slowly dwindle down but if after three days you're still feeling really really sore could be a sign that you need a bit more of a rest day or you need to adjust and push yourself a little bit less also again upping carbs taking a bit more fuel in will help replenish those stores and reduce the soreness a little bit another sign that you need a rest day is you can feel a cold coming on or some illness so whether it's that little tickle in the throat you start to sniff a little little bit You can normally tell when a cold is coming on. And if you continue to push because it hasn't hit you yet and you're not feeling the full effects, you will probably feel it for longer and feel it worse. 
So taking that rest day to help build up your immune system, whether it's LEMSIP, whatever helps you feel, and tackling this cold will then help you take less days off and return back to it in that better mindset than pushing through when you're not feeling great. And the last one is because you want to. Sometimes there's no logic, it's just a gut instinct. You feel great, you've slept great, you're fully fueled, but you're just not feeling it for whatever reason, and that's absolutely fine. So it's just checking in with your body, and something I think I've talked about before, I like to do at the start of a yoga class, is when people are sitting, lying down, I always invite them to do a bit of a full body scan so starting with the soles of the feet all the way up the body finding any areas of tension tightness anywhere that feels like it needs a little bit of extra work or you want to be a little gentler to include if all feels good in the body noticing ah, actually everything feels nice and loose and then going how do you feel mentally is there a lot going on if you've got work life so many other things do you need to actually just focus on being present rather than pushing yourself physically how are we feeling emotionally and how are we feeling energetically? If it's in the morning and someone's just feeling a bit energetically low, maybe it's not pushing yourself as much as if you were full of energy. Despite any feeling great physically, mentally, emotionally, maybe energy is just a little low. Which leads us on to the hierarchy of movement. And this isn't what it sounds like. I'm not going to rank them best to worst movement styles. Very much you choose what works best for you. But it's the idea of Taking a little sidestep when it comes to movement rather than an all or nothing approach. So, for example, if you know that movement really helps your mental health and you're going to be really stressed if you don't do some movement in the morning, but you wake up really low energy and just not feeling that hit class that you booked, what do you do? You take a little sidestep. You say, you know what, it needs to be something that's going to help with my stress. I might do a yoga class and be really present. I might go for a long walk and maybe meet up with a friend at the same time. Maybe I do a different type of class or later in the day because I know I want to do some movement, but I'm not feeling it right now. Maybe rather than doing a class, I just take 10 minutes, do a little bit of movement, just get that 10 minutes out of my system and then head home. It's taking a little sidestep, finding what other styles of movement satisfy you in a different way or meet your needs that aren't the all or nothing response. So some steps to incorporate intuitive movement into your day. First things first is using what's called movement snacks. So you may have heard of it on Instagram, they're quite big. And it's the idea that you have little movement breaks, like little snacks throughout the day. So it may be desk yoga, standing up when you've been seated for a little while and doing a couple squats, a couple lunges. Or again, instead of doing that hour, half an hour workout, you just do five minutes and you say, that's enough for today. I have my little movement snack. I don't want to do any more movement, but you've moved your body. And sometimes that can lead into, oh, I feel great, I want to continue. And other times, that's it, you're good. Second way to incorporate intuitive movement is avoid comparison slash cultivate that sort of feed of joy. So if you're following a lot of influencers who are putting things like never miss a Monday or working out every day, that may not make you feel great if you're someone who that just doesn't fit with your life and with your body. But following people that genuinely find joy in movement and you can feel that through photos, posts, whatever, will help cultivate that experience in yourself. And if you're trying to find completely different ways of moving, following a range of pages, there's things like This Girl Can and I follow a lot of women's running pages that have things like hiking and other activities. And that way you can just find what's out there and find groups that are out there. Focusing on your journey rather than anyone else's. So maybe 
if you really like journaling or writing putting things to paper or you just want to sit with yourself for a minute go for a walk whatever it's finding out what do you want to get out of movement if it's the health benefits then actually a range of options are open to you even just walking every day something a little more low impact if it's sports specific i want to run x amount i want to lift a certain amount then looking at that timeline adjusting and saying well i want to run that much but i don't want to give up my social life to do that so i'm going to give it a year Or I want to lift that much, but I don't want to be in the gym five days a week. So I'm just going to add a little bit longer to my timeline. And that's absolutely fine. Getting social. So things like there's a lot of adult netball, football teams. If you want to head out for some movement with a friend, invite someone to a new class that you want to try. If you're a little nervous to try it by yourself or find a whole new range of friends in those sort of groups of a sport that you've never even tried. So you can get social with it, even if it's using social media. Again, I follow a lot of running pages, but there are pages dedicated to all types of sports where people just want to meet someone, a whole group that are doing the same movement style as them. And it helps keep you accountable. While also, if you have an understanding group, you can just say, I wasn't feeling it. See you guys next week. Another way to incorporate intuitive movement, and it sounds strange, but it's listening to yourself in other areas of your life. So it's not directly movement related, but reinforcing the idea that your choices decisions everything are super valid and you can set those boundaries means that if you're saying actually when I'm eating I'm full I don't want to eat anymore and I've set that tone when you go into a workout and you're not feeling it it's reinforcing actually I know when I'm full I know when I've had enough and I trust that voice so reinforcing that in other areas of your life will help strengthen it when it comes to movement Another way is to connect with your body in whatever movement type you are doing, whether it's mind-to-muscle connection, breathing for a movement, doing something specific like yoga, where they're asking you to be present. Connecting with your body means you're going to notice if something doesn't feel great in it because you're a bit more present, you're not moving while distracted. It might take a while, but the habits are worth cultivating. So some reminders as you're approaching intuitive movement. It's okay to leave a session if it isn't feeling great, even if you're two minutes in. I and many other people have done things like go in, do a stretch and go, nope, not feeling it, I'm off out. Absolutely fine. Not every movement session has to be 100%. Olympians don't go flat out at every training session, but we seem to think we've got to push it to our limit every single time. I don't think a sprinter will sprint in 10 seconds, just again and again and again. They taper, they go up, they go down, they approach it in lots of different ways. And it's okay to decide to take a rest day and later on decide you want to move. There's just as much in, actually, I didn't think I had any energy, but in the afternoon I decided this will make me feel better. Intuitive movement is not always about taking more rest. It's about doing what is best for you. Maybe that's moving more. It's just not coming from a place of I should do. It's this will feel best for me. So some common concerns or sort of questions that people have. So a lot of people assume that If you give yourself full agency to decide when and how to move, that actually you'll make excuses and never want to exercise ever. And actually, a lot of this comes from the idea that we see exercise as a form of punishment or something that we should do. And a lot of us are doing movement styles that aren't really satisfying us. So if, for example, again, I'll use running, uh, you absolutely hate running, but you make yourself run 5k twice a week because of the calorie burn. Getting out to do that 5k is going to be a mental battle and you probably sometimes don't do it. And you'll think, oh, if I give myself, I just listen to my body, I'd never go on that run. That's absolutely fine. But if you then go, oh, actually, I'm going to try 
swimming i'm going to try water aerobics class and you get there and you absolutely love it and it's so much fun and you're laughing all the time and you start to make some friends suddenly every week you're going to that class and you're not even thinking about it it's a habit it's a routine you enjoy it you're satisfied it's movement it's social once you find something that satisfies you and you know gives you those benefits it's going to change the way you mentally approach it yes sometimes you're going to put it off and you'll make excuses but chances are you know that it's good for you and you will do it we do things that we enjoy Next one is, I've tried every form of exercise and I hate them all. And I have to say there's real benefit to knowing what you don't do as much as what you do. And maybe it's the case of exploring, seeing what else is out there. There's always things that you don't even think about. But also maybe movement snacks and everyday movements are more for you. That 10 minutes a day of just getting some movement in. Or maybe you go, you know, I really like gardening, but I've never thought of it as movement. But actually I'm walking around for an hour and I'm bending and I'm doing lunges and squats and who knows what and lifting quite heavy things stuff like that is super useful even things like i know there's a nintendo switch um game where it's like a fitness one little things where movement is everywhere that isn't a i went to the gym and i did a workout and then the last one things like well then i'll never reach my goal of running a marathon or lifting 150 kilos again it's just adjusting that timeline if it's worth it to you in 12 weeks i'm gonna run a 10k then you're gonna have to maybe not move so intuitively but you are knowing that at the end of that 12 weeks you're going to embark on a bit more intuitive movement if you want to move a bit more intuitively it's saying okay maybe it'll take me 15 weeks but i'm gonna have that flexibility and have all those options